This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello and welcome to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match, the tennis podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. I'm Nigel Seeley and we're looking at day two in the Australian Open men's singles. And I'm delighted to say joining me is a senior handicapper for at Because We Win for tennis it, on the ATP Tour. It's Sean Calvert, the man in form after day one. Two picks here and a lovely plus 300 bet. A lean for a, a, a player as well in Eubanks. We've missed the value, but a plus money, another winner. So... Yep. Good start to the tournament, Sean. Very, very good start to the tournament, and looking forward to seeing your thoughts on round two. Yeah, I was a bit, a, a bit round concerned. That day two, not round two. Day sorry. two, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was a bit concerned with Felix after he lost the first set six one. I thought, you know, <laughs> we talked about his record, didn't we? How he really does struggle with nerves. It seems to me in the first round of the the majors, and that was it again, wasn't it? Dropped the first set six one to possibly still had to win a couple of tie breaks, but eventually we. Um, we landed the three-one set bet in success there, uh, and the Eubanks match went as as I hoped it might. You know, Eubanks taking advantage of a of a fatigued Quan ended up winning it in the fifth set. A uh, little bit unlucky with sits of pass. I mean, he played great. Um, there was only one of those sets went to the tiebreak, and it wasn't the one we wanted. But Nadal threw uh, yep. against Draper again. We said, didn't we? I mentioned that Draper hadn't had the ideal preseason. Um, he said he had a couple of illnesses and. He later expanded on that after the Nadal match and said he, he, I think he said something like seventy percent of his preseason training was was gone because of all these these viruses that he had. So and and the conditioning aspect came into it, didn't it? With with him cramping later on in the match and Nadal took full advantage and TFO through as well. So yeah, I'm I'm pretty pleased with how day one went. Yeah, day two obviously overnight. Uh, it's Martin Luther King Day in uh, in America, so happy holidays anybody who's watching this and you enjoy the holidays watching the, the tennis tonight for day two in Melbourne. Uh, the tournament favourite, Novak Djokovic, is in action. But before we look at the outright markets after day one, the obviously big news was Nick Kyrgios had to pull out of the tournament with an injury, uh, which has opened yeah. up that quarter of the draw. Not really a surprise given the, um, the lack of tennis that he's played towards the end of last season and this season, but... Um, yeah, uh, not a surprise. Not a surprise at all. But what did you what did you make not over the, on the not the Kyrgios situation? But what did you make of the first day's player? Is there any player that you thought you know, cool, he looks good, or he's impressed me, or or from your ratings or from your watching, anyone you're thinking, well, you know, I wouldn't mind having a look at them for the next round. Well, Medvedev played great, didn't he? Yeah, I was going to say um, Medvedev was the takeout, but that 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 that's classic Medvedev, isn't it? He looks great when he's got a, a good matchup, an opponent that can't really hurt him. And he's winning easily. It's when he's tested and under pressure and a set behind or, you know, looking like he's going to go a breakdown in another set. It, it, I worry about his battling qualities. I don't think he's a, a natural fighter like a Nadal or a Djokovic. I think he's someone that looks great when he's when he's playing well and winning easily. But, you know, we'll, we'll have to see how he gets on when he's tested later down the line. I think the, the interesting takeaway from the first day was that a lot of people were saying that the conditions are slower 
mm. this year than they were last year. A few of the commentators mentioned it during the matches, and Sinner mentioned it as well. He, he said it was slower than a year ago. Um, but as always, we have different opinions. Then Medvedev came on, having played a night match, by the way, and said it was about the same as it was last year. It's still pretty quick. Um, and I've only seen the data from the first 22 matches. Uh, and of those 22 matches, there were 82% holds of serve and 72% first serve points won, which would put it very, very similar to last year. Um, so I'm not so sure where this, where this chatter has come from about it being slower. Tuesday's play should be should be quick, about as quick as it's ever going to be uh, this fortnight, because I mentioned the other day, tonight it's going to be 35 degrees on Tuesday. Um, then the rain's going to come at some point on Tuesday afternoon, evening, and it's supposed to rain quite a bit on Wednesday as well, at which point the dial drops down from 35 on Tuesday to 17, 18, almost half the temperature in a day, which is classic Melbourne. So the conditions, I would say, on Wednesday and Thursday would probably be slow or certainly slower than they than they have been on the first two days. So it, you always get this change, this disagreement of opinion, don't you? Some people go, oh, it looks slow. You know, Medvedev's there going, well, no, it isn't. So a talking point for day one, for sure. Yeah, I think we only find out really when we see a couple of rounds and the, and the conditions change so much. I mean, it's a, it's a major over two weeks, certain different days, mm. especially as you say in Melbourne, things are going to change in conditions from day to day. But drastically, good, yeah. drastically. Good news for us, though, both our picks uh, who were in first round action obviously come through. Nadal came through against the tough opposition in Jack Draper and come through quite mm. impressively towards the end. Let's have a look at the outright markets now on the men's singles. Now, these are available on the Bet Rivers uh, website. And this are the prices uh, to win the championship. And Novak Djokovic is minus 122, the favourite there. Daniel Medvedev into plus 450. You did say he was impressed. And obviously the Bet Rivers market makers were very impressed as well. Rafael Nadal still 1,300. I'm surprised by that because yeah, Bet, Rivers, Bet Rivers were one of the shortest odds out of all the bookmakers available at 1,400. And even though he's beaten... A dangerous opponent, he's, you know, he's got, to, and the conditions will suit him when he's next out. I'm surprised they've only dropped him by a point. But he's 1300. Sits mm. past 1500. Taylor Fritz is 1500. My pick to win it this uh, this week. Oh, sorry, this, this tournament. Yannick Sinner, who's safely negotiated his way to round two, is 1500. Felix Sim is 2000. He didn't <laughs> safely negotiate his way through, but he got through in the end. He never does, does he? Yeah. So there are the outright markets um nothing mm. really to change but look that the Dow price is interesting for me just a point mm. just low on a point after beating draper when you would think that draper's probably going to be his most difficult game until he probably reaches the quarterfinals yeah, it's still a, it's still a tough quarter isn't it for nadal there's mm. still a lot of players that could cause him problems uh in the right conditions medvedev is still in there would, would obviously be the the first name you would think of regarding that um Kyrgios obviously out that he was in Djokovic's section, wasn't he? Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, so Djokovic will probably be pleased about that. Um, not a lot's changed, really, as you say. Um, it, it won't really on the first day. It's not, but I, I'm like I'm to, of the same opinion as you. I thought Nadal would be into about plus maybe nine hundred or or a thousand. I didn't. I, you know, I'm surprised to see him still at plus thirteen hundred. The, the layers obviously weren't impressed with what they saw today. Um, but I, I'm pretty happy, as I said a couple of days ago if he wins that in four sets it, it, it'll do him the world of good you know both in terms of confidence in terms of match practice so I'm I'm still happy with the position yeah I'm happy I I, I wouldn't be too despondent if you took the Dow's price I think 1300 is a big price 
Uh, obviously, his next round, he's what's he got? Is it Michael? Who's he got next round? Michael McDonald, I think he is. Who's got? I can't. Uh, he's got Mackenzie McDonald, who played McKenzie uh, McDonald, five sets. Mackenzie played five sets, didn't he, against Nakashima? Um, so he's going to be uh, a little bit leggy. It doesn't look a great matchup for him anyway. Nadal spinning loads of top spin left handed balls into the Mackenzie McDonald's backhand up higher. That, that, that doesn't look a great matchup for McDonald. I was, I, Michael McDonald was a guy who sung Sweet Freedom. I, got, yeah. I, was, I, I thought he was a singer when you said that. It was yeah, <laughs> one of my favourite songs. And he said, Yam will be there with uh, James Ingram, another classic as well. So, he uh, never so, played at the Australian never, Open. If he, did, if he did play in the down the second round of the Australian Open, I would, it wouldn't be Sweet Freedom for, uh, for Michael <laughs> McDonald. I think Rafa would get past that. Uh, let's have a look at some matches. We've got some selected first round matches here. And you've got uh, a couple of picks for us. Obviously, yeah. uh, I'll let you just go through those, take them away, give us what you fancy on those matches. Uh, I've got one pick I like as well, but mine's at the bottom. So we'll come on to yours. And there's our running total. Even though we had a good day yesterday, we're just still slightly behind in 2023, minus 0.24. But obviously we've only had, what, two weeks of the, of the year so far. So there's a long, mm. long way to go. And we're, just, we're, we're only just chewing ourselves up. So I'm sure that will go into profit over the next couple of days. So take it away, Sean. Mm-hmm. You just break them down in, in your style and anything you like. Yeah, I think the first one is, is one that, well... I'm I'm still concerned about Holger Rune in, in the heat. You know, a lot of people will be watching what he did last year at the back end of last year and going, oh, yeah, he's he's going to challenge for this Australian Open. But I don't know whether they remember what happened last year when Rune barely even made it through his first round match. He, he cramped up after a few sets against Quan, ended up losing it in five, but he, he barely got, got through the fourth and fifth sets. I've seen him cramp numerous times in the heat. Um He'll probably argue that he's, he's better conditioned this year. Maybe he is, maybe he isn't. I don't know. Um, but in a, a 35 degree day in Australia, a player who's had form or has form for, for struggling in the heat with his body, with the cramps and all the rest of it, against a tricky opponent in Krujinovic, I, I wouldn't be happy about backing him at minus 590. Yeah, it, it all, really does concern me. The condition, not only the, 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 his body conditioning, but also the condition of the court. I mean, if you look at Holger Rune, you're going to look at him as probably someone who could break through at Roland Garros this year. And he's, he, to me, he looks mm-hmm. like a clay court, you know, future French Open champion. I know he did well. He won the tournament in Paris at the end of last year, but that was a really much when a lot of the key players were absolutely exhausted. Felix was exhausted. Novak yeah. Djokovic got to the final after a good run. So I think the tournament opened up for him there, but really he is essentially a, a, a player on slower courts. And in these conditions with the heat and with, with that, you, you know, I, I think minus 590, he's a vulnerable favourite. Yeah, I mean, he, he he did play mainly on clay, didn't he, when he first yeah. started playing at, at main level. Uh, he got a lot of wild cards uh, to, to clay court events. Um, if you're looking at his stats on outdoor hard, they're, they're not great, really. I mean, 60.9% uh, service points won and 37.8% return points won, which adds up to a total of 98.7. That's pretty mediocre it's very mediocre for a top 20 player it's more like a sort of top 60 top 70 sort of standard that is and it's only one percent better than Filip Krajinovic um it, the stats are very similar between the pair of them on outdoor hard at main level over the last 12 months so you've got a guy who's struggling in the heat his, his stats on this surface are, are barely any better than his opponent uh he's got a poor record in Australia anyways I think he's 2-4 win loss uh ruin in Australia he lost in Adelaide, didn't he, to Nishioka uh, in the only match he played this year. And then he withdrew from, from Auckland to, to concentrate instead on getting some match practice in, in Melbourne. So 
I, I'm, I'm concerned. As far as Krajinovic is concerned, he played pretty well here last year. Lost in five sets to Medvedev, um, which is no disgrace, really, is it, at, at mm. the Australian Open? Um, the other thing that interests me about Krajinovic is that he's in, sorry, he's won seven of his last 12 matches in Australia. And the only five that he's lost have been against top 20 opposition. Uh, Federer, Medvedev, Schwartzman, Kerenia Buster and Chorich. All of those were in the top 20 when they beat Krajinovic. He's not lost to anybody else uh, in his last 12 matches in Australia. So I'm happy to take the plus six and a half games on Krajinovic. I will um, just ask you a question here, Shaw, right? Yeah. Plus six and a half games, Krajinovic looks an absolute gift to me. What 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 price is that before we the question I was going to ask you? Sorry, I'll interrupt you there before you gave the pick. It was minus one one one. Minus yes, minus one. One point nine in England. I'll ask you this question here: Holgerun against Krajinovic last year at the Australian Open. How how would you bet the game? If they met last year, this time last year, how would you bet the I'd game? I'd say Krajinovic would probably be favourite. That's exactly right. Krajinovic will be a, a slight marginal favourite here. And Holger Rune, I saw Holger, again, I, I mean, I'm, I've when I was over at the World Team Cup, I know it's relevant and I've mentioned it before, but I, yeah. I didn't think Kyrgios played well in that tournament. And obviously he's pulled out injured. I thought um, Felix did play well, obviously when we mentioned him. But Holger Rune, I saw him play two matches, one doubles and one singles. He was dreadful. Absolutely dreadful. And I know it, it's a motivational thing, but I, he was a player that I took out and thought, you know what? I want to fade him in the Australian yeah. Open uh, in some capacity. And this is a very, very difficult... I would make a small case for Kudrinich to win this match at plus 420. I think 590 is ludicrous. Minus it's, 590 it's, is ludicrous. It's based on him beating Djokovic, isn't it? At, at, in Paris. I mean, and, and how well he did at the end of last season. He just, from, from nowhere, from not having any form at all, in on, on in quicker conditions, as in away from the clay, all of a sudden he was winning matches on indoor hard, and he just won and carried on winning, didn't he? Um, but as I've said before, it's, it, you don't always carry that form off mm. over from one season to the next. Again, we saw again Felix struggling again today. Um, there's no given that Rune's going to just turn up and win this match. He lost against Nishioka um, in Adelaide. I know Nishioka's playing great at the minute, but there's no there's no evidence to suggest that Rune's in form at the minute, is there? No. Other than you're looking at form from last October, last November. So I just think it's a very, very short price. Very, very short, short price. Minus 590, Holger Runa. We want to oppose him. The uh, the official play from Sean is Krajinovic plus six and a half at minus 111. I, I would throw a bit of pizza money on Krajinovic to win this at plus 420 as well. Well, he's, he's had he's had a warm-up, hasn't he? In, well, literally a warm-up because he was in Pune. You know, he's, he's, he's played three matches there in, in very hot, very humid conditions. You know, which is probably just what he needed after um, struggling with injury at the last part of last season. So there's an awful lot of positives for Kujinovic and there's there's a few negatives for Rune. Mm. So I certainly wouldn't be going anywhere near. I mean, I don't bet the minus 590 prices anyway, but even if I did, I would certainly wouldn't be touching that one. Well, if it, a lot of people will put them into a parlay. And I think that if you want to parlay at minus 590 or minus $6, look for someone in the women's draw at minus $6 and have an easy, try to find an easy parlay. Because if you're throwing in... Olga Rune and uh, and also Casper Rudo, I think, is a vulnerable favourite as well. But come on to that in a minute. minute mm-hmm. I think you're going to have a sweat up. You might even you, you, you might win it, but you're not going to win it easily. You'll have a sweat up at 35 degrees, that's for yeah. sure. Yeah, exactly. Uh, next game, we have uh, Leonard Roof at plus 210 at a terrible 2012 against Tommy Paul at minus 265. Very heavy favourite, Tommy Paul, for this one. And he will mm. be a very popular selection with the Bet Rivers uh, betting the betters because obviously he's an American player and he's going to be very popular mm. in their markets in parlays and uh, and in the singles. What do you think about Tommy Paul's chances here? 
I think this is all about Struff for me. I mean, he, I've just read his blog actually, which he which he um, wrote at the end of and right at the end of last year about his season. He described it as catastrophic, the season that he had, and it was the first time he's really had a a proper injury as such. He had a really bad foot injury in Miami, and it, it kept him out for several months. He lost a lot of ranking points. Um, really struggled with it for for pretty much all of last season in between Miami and the end of the season. But in between then, he, st- he still showed that he's a he, he's a player that is as underdog against a higher-ranked player, often a much higher-ranked player. He always brings the goods to the table pretty much every time. Um, and his price interests me here. He, he's, he's talked in this blog about how he's spent the winter training in Tenerife, getting perfectly ready for this season after the absolute nightmare he had last season. And that shows to me that he's not, I know he's he's over thirty now, so he's not he's not willing to just slide into challenges and then sort of into mediocrity and and then retirement. You know he's working super hard to get back to to where he was a couple of years ago. Um, and if we look at how he's performed against the best players, it, it's it's impressive. Let me just find the stat here. Um, well, I bet he I always bet starts he, well. I bet Sorry. him. I think it was the first round at Wimbledon. I bet him against Alcaraz. Yeah, he went five with Alcaraz. Yeah, didn't he? he played really. I think well, I had him he, to win the first set. I think he day. was two sets to love up. I think, or he was two sets to one up. He had the game in. The, he was he two had, one. Yeah, he had the game. He had the match in the in the bag, and then he sort of realised the situation. Alcaraz come better. But he I does that ta- a lot. So yeah, does I remember it a taking lot. him. He, if, he, if we look, he, he hit so many winners, and then he just went completely. Sorry, he's got a big game. You know, and he, these these conditions they do they do suit him. Um. The last 23 times he's been rated at a plus two, plus um, 270 underdog or bigger, often a hell of a lot bigger. Uh, he's won the first set 15 times out of those 23 matches. He's, he's always started, well, not always, but most of the time, he's, he's started on fire against the, the, the very big players. You know, he's beaten the Medvedevs. The only one he's really struggled with is Djokovic. The rest of the top 20, he's... He's really taken it to them. It, it's been a story of him winning the first set, but not being able to go on to win the match. Very similar to the Alcaraz thing that you talked about. Um, he, he showed it again as recently as November. Came in to the Davis Cup, um, beat Shapovalov as a three point seven five underdog. I, I just think that he's someone that's definitely worth having on your side when he is underdog against a higher ranked player. He's shown so many times that he he's more than capable of matching them not necessarily capable of going on and winning the match every time, although he has won numerous times. He tends to win the first set and lose, and that's quite an interesting proposition as well. If you're looking for a big price on this match, that's around about the 5.5 mark on Struff winning the first set, but not going on to win the match. I've just taken him to win the first set 6-4 to four because, as I say, just the evidence is very, very strong of him starting out strongly against these guys. And that's plus 150 to take the first set. Obviously, what Sean says there, obviously Struff has got a fantastic record winning that first set but then losing the game. So bear that in mind if you're trading in play in this match. Mm-hmm. If Striff wins the first set, you, you know, he's going to be certainly the favourite at that stage. You may be looking to, to oppose him after that if he does take that first set. Uh, let's talk well, on to the next game. We have Tori. Sure, sure. I was just going to say, he started this season well. He got to the semi-finals of the Canberra um, Challenger and now he's qualified. So he's played quite a few matches this season. Tommy Paul's not really played. He's only played a couple of matches um, so far. And, he, he, you know, he is quite... He's quite in and out, isn't he? I think you, you quite liked him to beat Draper, didn't you? And he didn't he didn't really show yeah. for that match. He's just think, he's hard he's hard one to call Tommy Paul. He has got a two 0 head to head against Struff, but I'm not concerned about that really. I think that, he's one were... of them players that if you're going to bet Tommy Paul, 
I think you want to bet him at plus three dollars or something to yeah. beat a seed. Same as trust him really. At, yeah, in many rather, ways, than, yeah. rather than trust him at minus two sixty five to beat in the first round against a player like Struff. So mm. another one who probably thrives as being the underdog and, and a point to prove. Uh, the next game looks like it's going to be a long one. Uh, John Isner against uh, Adrian Manorino, uh, minus 124 John Isner, yeah. uh, plus 100 Manorino, two players that I would not trust with anyone's money at the way they're playing at the moment and, and what they are. Isner's certainly on the downgrade on his career. Manorino, so inconsistent. Um, not Not one I would touch, but I don't know if there's anything you like there. There's just, I just think it's an interesting head-to-head, a really interesting matchup. I mean, Manorino absolutely hates it. Uh, it's eight, it's eight nil to Isner in completed matches. The only time that Manorino won was when Isner retired after a couple of games when he fell over at Wimbledon. Um, so Isner's absolutely dominated. You know how often he's held his serve against Manorino in those eight matches? Ninety-two percent, ninety-seven point eight percent of the time. Wow. Well, it, it, it's absolutely incredible, isn't it? I mean, 1.68 per game. <laughs> Manorino's just not, he's not even having a sniff at these, is he? He's just, he's just, he doesn't like it. He, he really doesn't like it. He, he's, it's, there's some players that just don't like facing big servers, and, and Manorino is absolutely one of them. Um, Isner's actually won 63% of his second serve points in this matchup as well against Manorino's 50%. You know, so he's outplayed him off the ground as well as off the serve. So it's it's been one of the most one-sided head-to-heads in terms of t- statistics that that you'll find. Now the question now is why is Isner a one point eight one chance to win this match when previously he's been one point three five, one point three six, one point three there thereabouts. Now he's one point eight one. Is this because he's you know he's thirty eight this year? Um. Does he still is his serve still as deadly as it was in these matches? All these matches that he played against Manorino, it's questionable, isn't it? Um, against Barrer in Auckland uh, last week, he hit twenty eight aces, isn't it? But he only won seventy two percent of his first serve points. So you could certainly argue that that some of that pop has perhaps come off the Isner serve. I just I put this one in as a as a sort of one for discussion, really, just because of the stats are so unbelievably one sided in favour of Isner, yet he's only a marginal favourite. I, I couldn't back him. Even though the stats, I couldn't back him. I think it could be one of them ones that the stats are, are so overwhelming that you think it's an obvious play, but when you look at Isner now, I think he's a... When he take, when it, I, I, he had a, did he get beat in the... I haven't got the... You might have he had a in wrist injury towards the end of last year. Yeah, he, 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 he injured his... And, he, yeah, and I just think once he once he starts going and his body, and think of all the battles he's been through. And all the matches, he, you know, he's been in long games. I mean, he's, he's one-dimensional how to win a game. and He may have just been coming it's all to all he needs end. most of the time. Certainly all he needed against Manorino in the past. Yeah, but, but 38 years of age in that heat as well. Oh, yeah. I, I just put, I, I put that one in there because I thought it was interesting. And it I is think interesting. It, is, it is very interesting. I mean, if if, it, if that was four years ago, you'd want minus 124, you'd be all over it. You're saying, you know, four years ago, they were, he was going in games at minus 330. So, mm. you know, it, it is it is a price that will definitely, definitely, definitely tempt some people. But for me, Isner's on the decline massively. I mean, mm. massively. As you would be at almost 38 yeah. years of age, yeah. Well, some of us peak a little bit later, you know, but, you know, present company. No uh, time for you then, is there? Oh, well, when I'm 38, hopefully I peak, but uh, we'll, we'll have to yeah. see. Okay. Uh, Christ- <laughs> <laughs> Jensen Brooksby uh, did well last week, uh, minus 250 against Christopher O'Connell at uh, plus $2. Yeah. 
Uh, another heavy favourite, Alexi Popper in minus 625 against Sheng, uh, plus 440. What do you like in any of these? Again, I just think this Brooksby one's interesting because he's not, I'm not sure he's fit again. Um, in that match, he got to the semi-finals of Auckland, um, lost to Norrie, but he, he did his wrist during that Auckland match. At the, the, at the latter stages of that match in Auckland, he was just slicing his backhand. He couldn't hit over it properly. So my concern here on an extreme, I'm worried about him anyway with the game style that he has, that, that you know, long rallies that he plays, lots and lots of 25, 30 shot rallies. In this 35 see heat against an Australian, I mean, on form and on statistics, you wouldn't necessarily think that O'Connell could win this match. However, if Brooks was coming into it with a wrist injury, O'Connell's definitely going to be motivated. He beat Schwartzman in straight sets here last year, O'Connell. Mm. You know, um, he also beat uh, Hugo Gaston, then lost to Crest. So, yeah, a motivated Australian playing at home in 35 degrees, a 35 degree heat against a guy who's got definitely got a dodgy wrist and isn't tough. Comes, to... yeah, possibilities there. Played a lot of tennis, hasn't he? Played a lot of tennis towards the end of last year, looked exhausted at the end of last year and started mm. with the, this season. With a lot of tennis, so there we are. Let's just go through. We obviously so we got the final couple of games there. Alexi Popper in minus six twenty five against Sheng plus four forty. Is that another vulnerable favourite, or do you think? I'm sure by you having this in this graphic, you think that's a potentially vulnerable favourite. I'd be amazed if you think Popper in is one of the bets of the first round at minus six twenty five. I'd be, I'd give up. I'd give up if that was the case. Yeah, you're right. I, I'm not backing Song, um, but the, the prices are interesting. These two played at the U.S. Open. Um, about four or five months ago, and Sung was favourite. Wow. Now he's plus 440. <laughs> Popperin won it in straight sets. A couple of them were tie breaks. But Popperin was a slight underdog. Or he priced up a slight underdog that day. Um, now, he's only Popperin, this is, this is only going to be the third time ever in his career that he's been shorter than 1.3 in a main-level match in his entire career. The other two, he did win them, but he dropped sets in both of them. One of them was against uh, Radu Albot in the US Open 2021. The other one was against Adrian Andreev indoors in Singapore in a week that Popper actually won the title. And he, he only won that one in and it's a deciding set. Um, as a, what was he, 1.23 chance that day. Um, I, it's, I just think it's interesting because the price is, in four months, Sung's gone from favourite to plus 440. And the reason is he's, he's in absolutely shocking form. He's lost, I think he's lost nine matches in a row now, Sung. But he's a former junior number one from French Open junior champion former Wimbledon junior champion I just think that's gone too short Popperin should win it but he had a bit of a back problem as well the other week in Adelaide um, so I just think that's insanely short on Popperin he'll probably win it but it's a mad price for me yeah it does seem a bit crazy does it minus 625 Alexi Popperin against Sung at plus 440 and the final game identical prices Kasper Rudd the number two seed yes uh, US Open finalist against Thomas Machak at plus 440. And this is where I'm going to sort of take over a little bit for my bet. I mean, Sean is obviously the main man here on, on the picks, but I I, I really want to fade Casper Rudd. I want to fade him in all markets. I want to fade him on the to win his quarter. I think he's three to one to win his quarter. I cannot see him winning his quarter. I cannot see him doing what he did uh, in the US Open. Um, I think that he, if he's fast and it's hot, and then it's going to suit Casper Rudd. I know he's improved massively on the hard court, but his performances mm -hmm. this season as well have been way, way, way below four. I know it could be a question of motivation, but I think he's a, he's a big fade here. And uh, Thomas Maschak here, very similar to your 
uh, Krajinovic bet. It's the same handicap, plus six and a half. Mm. Um, I, I, I can't see Kasper Rudrin in his 6-4, I can see at least one tiebreaker. I think Machak, obviously last week he had a crazy week. He beat Quam, didn't he, in qualifying? Then Quam the champion, yeah. yeah. Then he gets lucky loser and, and, he, and he draws Quan in the first round and loses and Quan goes on to win the tournament. A strange, that would be a question. In the, in that the does happen, tennis, you know, sometimes. When I've seen country. that a couple of times when, when they've had to play the same player in qualifying that they've that they've beaten and then they've got them again as a lucky loser. But very rare they're going to win the tournament though. Oh yeah. I mean, that, that's going yeah. to be... Lucky never, losers I, don't I, win I very often anyway. I can't imagine that that ever I happening. Think, I think the last one was 2018, the last lucky loser to win a tournament. I think. Amazing. Well, that's well, I, I think Machak here has a chance. I think I think in the conditions, I just think it's more... Uh, yeah, I know he's ranked outside of top 100. I know he's coming in nowhere near as the uh, as the, as the caliber of opposition that Casper has done, but I think last season Casper you often the, see this, don't you? He had the season of all seasons. They have great seasons, and they just they just struggle I, to back it I up. Can't I mean, I think that's probably a high watermark for Rude, to be honest. Two Grand Slam finals, yeah, is, is a pretty high watermark. I, I, I can't see him matching. Or and he could have ended the, and he could have ended the uh, the year as world number one. Yeah, one I mean, he, he 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 to me is a fade this year and all the points he's got to defend obviously in those in those majors as well i i can't see him i'll be a mate I, I actually think that Rude could fall out the top 10 at the end of the year that's I, 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 you know i think there's other players coming through who are going to emerge and i think he's going to be a fade so that would be my argument there so very quickly we could quickly run through krajinovic plus six and a half we think that's a great bet against holger runa i also think krajinovic worth a bit of pizza money at plus 420 uh, jan leonard Struff to win the first set against tommy paul uh, Sean has given you some stats on the other games who you may want to play. Uh, some really good, interesting sort of picks as well for, for in-play betting. Uh, and for me, my only pick would be Kasper Rudd against Machak. I'm going to go for Machak plus six and a half. So we're opposing two very, very heavy favourites there uh, in, in Holger Rune and Kasper Rudd on the handicap. We think that six and a half is, is, is a nice play. Uh, thank you very much for everybody for watching us. And obviously you can keep uh, downloading the podcast, whichever podcast provider you use. Um, our podcast is doing really well in the charts and the last week's uh, men's podcast was one of our highest downloads. So thank you very much for that as well. We keep continuing. You can also follow us on the Bet Rivers Network and you can also follow myself and Sean on our Twitter handle, which we share with all the other fantastic um, handicappers and, and contributors, uh, and which is at Because We Win. So you'll see some stuff there as well. It's been a great first night for Sean. Hopefully we'll have a great second night. And all the way through the tournament, we're going to have so many different podcasts and so many different chats with myself, Sean, Roy Girani on the WTA Tour, and obviously the legend that is James Blake. Uh, the legend is Sean Calvert. I'm going to let you go. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let Thanks, you mate. shoot now. I know you're going to be up all night watching the tennis for us. Uh, we'll probably speak tomorrow, uh, looking at the second round and the outright markets. Uh, but we think Nadal here, 1300 he's going to be one of them bets you might be looking at in a couple of weeks and think why didn't i pull the trigger rafa nadal mm. defending champion 1300 through to the second round could be the bet take care everyone and happy holidays if you're watching in the states thanks for listening to betting weekly game bet match on the bet rivers network <laughs>